Welcome to Sermons by Brad Tuttle. We are so glad you decided to join us today. We know you're going to be encouraged, inspired, and challenged by this powerful sermon. Christ, we are supposed to live a life that's continually identified with the cross. And our great light, flesh and blood example of this is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul lived a life that was all about the cross. He said in 1 Corinthians 11.1 to the Corinthian believers, he said, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So he's our example. But he's, and I say this again, just like um, Joshua prayed and the sun stood still. We always say, well, he was a normal man. If he can do that, I can. Well, if the Apostle Paul will live his life for the cross as a flesh and blood man, we can do the same. Amen. He's not above us. He would tell us if he was here, if I did it, you can do it. And if I do it, you should do it. Amen. That's why he wrote three quarters of the New Testament. His life was identified with the cross. He told the Philippian believers in Philippians 4 9, The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. He's telling them, be like me. Imitate me. I imitate Christ. You imitate me. So if you want to see what it looks like for imperfect people to turn from sin and follow the Savior in an extremely devoted way, look at the Apostle Paul. The cross was his center of his life. He was a thoroughly cross-centered man. It wasn't just a symbol that he wore around his neck. It wasn't just a tattoo that he put on his arm. It was his life. It was central to who he was. The cross. The very instrument of death that our Savior was crucified on. The cross where Jesus took the wrath of God that was against us as sinners upon himself and died. The cross where he shed his blood so we could be atoned of our sin. He took that cross. That was his life. The reason this is convicting is if you're not doing it already, you should be looking at your own life thinking, do I live my life centered around the cross? Is that what my life is understanding that? Is that the basis of my life? He considered the sacrifice that Jesus made for him on the cross to be everything to him. Essentially figured if Jesus died, when he died, I died. When he died, I died. He no longer sought to live for self, but to live for the one who died for him. And that's the exchange. I'm exchanging one life and one lifestyle for a new one. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm not supposed to look like I used to look. That's right. Nor am I going to introduce myself to someone. Hey, hey, I'm Brad. I, I'm, uh, I used to uh, do this. Or I'm Brad. I was an alcoholic. Or... Paul wouldn't go, I wouldn't introduce Paul. This is Paul, he used to kill Christians. He's not the same person. I'm not the same person. Amen. So don't identify with yourself and who you used to be. Mm-hmm. You're a new creation in Christ. Mm-hmm. Not living for self, but living for the one. That's the exchange. Turn to Galatians chapter 2, look at verse 20. 
one verse that you all know that we should know that we should have memorized. It's really memor it's really quoted a lot and said a lot, but I'm going to read it really slow. And look at the words. Look at the words that Paul wrote. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, he's saying, I consider myself as identified with the Lord Jesus Christ. I am crucified with Christ. I view myself as so connected with Christ is that when he was crucified, I was crucified. Christ died and in him I died. Christ revived and in him I revived. Christ's views are my views. Christ's feelings are my feelings. Dead to the old life and risen to a new life. For Paul, the cross wasn't some abstract thing. It wasn't a symbol. It was an exchange of lifestyles. Has your lifestyle changed? Has your mouth changed? Has your words changed? Where you go or used to go, has that changed? Do you still go to the same movies you went to before you were saved? Has that changed? Has your life changed? It, has there truly been an exchange? An exchange of worldviews. My worldview changes. What becomes important to me completely changes. And to Paul was the cross. He was radically joined to Jesus. He says he was baptized into Christ. Romans 6, verses 3 through 4. Write that down. I'll read it to you. It says, do you not know, Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. Somebody say newness of life. Paul considered himself to be crucified with Christ, obligated now to live a whole new existence. Obligated to live a whole new kind of life. And this is very contrary to what the lives of many in church look like today. Someone says, how do you know? Because I've been around it. I've been around people that will identify with a church, yet their lives do not identify with Christ. And they will look at you and say, I go to the men's meeting, and I love the worship there, and I go there, and man, it's great. And, but you look at their life and how they talk and how they act and what they say and what they do does not identify with the cross. They're still in the world. And your heart should break for them because very well they may not know Christ. Serious, serious thing. To live a life as a born-again believer. We talk about, you know, we've talked about prosperity and we've talked about having all these things. But to be, and that's all good. We all want to live in the blessings of God. But to Paul, the main thing was the cross. It was giving up his life and everything about it for the cross, for Christ identified with Jesus and his death. 
Galatians 6.14 says, But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. I have so much I want to say because I haven't talked in such a long time. Uh, so he's calling us by his example to make the cross of Jesus our boast in life. And as we do this, our relationship with ungodly values and priorities will leave. And, and, I, and I'm talking truth here to you because we can be saved and let ourselves identify with worldly things and not get into the place where we are pushing all that stuff out and living just for Christ. It's easy for the enemy to come in in our flesh and we get tired and we're not praying and we're not reading the word. We get in flesh and the things of the world and the world system are, are what drive us. What drove Paul was the values of the Word of God, the values of Christ. He's calling us by his example to live this way. There's an exchange that's supposed to have taken place in our lives. An exchange. Crucified with Christ, dead to the world, and the world is dead to us. I do not want to live a half-baked Christian experience. Do you? How many of y'all want to live a half in, halfway in, halfway out Christian life? For all of us in this place, this should be a this should be an alarm going off. When we talk about the rapture and we talk about Jesus coming back. If he came back right now, how would you be found? Remember, the Bible says, narrow is the way that leads to life. There are few that find it. I used to do evangelism, and I told you guys this before, you know, and before I learned, you just, you know, you pray a prayer. There, and know this, there, there is no sinner's prayer in the Bible. It's just something that man put together. It doesn't matter if you lead them to the prayer, it doesn't mean that they believe. They have to believe in their heart to know Christ. And if we do, the cross should be the center of our life. Um, I want my faith in Christ to mean something in the way I live. I want people to look at me and go, there is something different about him. Why doesn't he talk like we do? Why doesn't he act like we do? I don't want to waste my life. I want to live in a way that's completely different from the way unsafe people live their lives. Paul says in Romans 12, I don't want to, he says, do not be conformed to this world. If as professing believers, our lives are indistinguishable from the lives of people who have no relationship with Christ, if we find that we are simply passively being squeezed into the world's mold, then how can we prove to anyone that Jesus has really made any kind of a difference in our lives? The goal of our life is to be cross-centered, to boast in the cross, to then take that out to a world and show people that the gospel really works. I want to live a life by the power of the Holy Spirit that defies explanation. I don't want the world calling the shots in my life. I want to be so conformed to the cross that I'm dead to this world's values and its priorities. How many of y'all want that? We're here to make the cross of Jesus our boast. The Greek word that Paul uses for boast, this is great, means to glory in something or to pride oneself in something. 
In other words, the thing you boast in would be the thing you take your stand on and the thing that you brag about. He makes his boast in the cross and everything the cross everything the cross meant. He makes the cross. The cross is exclusive boast. And I said this earlier, but I'm going to say it again. The cross, the instrument of death where his Savior was unjustly killed, where Jesus paid the price for our sins, where Jesus satisfied the wrath of God that was against us as sinners, he says, but God forbid that I should boast except in the cross. He doesn't boast in anything else. Nothing else. Read his resume. Read what he did. Read who he was. He was brilliant, highly educated. Didn't boast in anything. He embraced the fact that the cross declared him a sinner in need of a savior. He embraced the shame and scandal of the cross. He boasted in the atonement for sin that was accomplished there. He boasted in the redemption that was purchased by the blood of Christ there. He embraced it all. He made it all his hope. He took his stand on the cross. Isn't it interesting interesting that God chose him, again I say, to write three quarters of the New Testament? This guy. Everybody says there's certain people they want to meet in heaven. Yes, Jesus is number one, but number two to me is Paul. Because this guy lived a life of total sold out and surrender for the cause. He lived in exchange. John 15, verses 18 through 19. Jesus said this. John 15, 18 through 19 says, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose oh, thank you, Jesus, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Listen, we have to be light in darkness. We are sent out to show the love of God, to bring the gospel to sinners, but it doesn't mean we take on the world system and values. We're able to separate being amongst sinners, but not being like sinners. Because if you're saved, you're no longer, someone says, well, I'm a sinner that's been saved, I'm a saved sinner. If you're, if you're saved, you're a new creation in Christ. Wow. You should identify yourself with the cross. Apostle James wrote in James 4.4. So the Apostle James wrote, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? That means it's in opposition to God. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. How hard is it when you're out with your buddies and everybody else is drinking? How hard is it really to say no? Not to look different. You are not the same person you used to be. Don't identify yourself with what you used to be in. Identify yourself. If anything, you should say, hi, I'm Brad. I'm identified with the cross. Because that's who you are now. You're not who you used to be. Is everybody getting that? Our life should be different.
What did it mean that the world was crucified to him? I believe that it meant he was no longer driven by the world's approval. As far as he was concerned, the world was crucified dead. He didn't care, hear this, what a dead thing thought about him. He was utterly unashamed of the gospel message. And that's the same gospel message that caused him a lot of beatings, a lot of imprisonments, and a lot of suffering. But he was unashamed of it and kept preaching it. He was crucified to the world's pull upon him through the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh. He was able to have much or little. To be in poverty, but he wasn't blessed. Yeah, he was. Whether he was in poverty or abound, it didn't change him. It didn't rule his soul. Colossians 3, turn there, verses 1 through 4. It says, if then, if then, if, are you one of these? If then you were raised with Christ. How many in here were raised with Christ? That means you're saved. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, heavenly things, not on the things of the earth. Like was said a couple weeks ago, it's okay to have money, but money can't have you. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Look at this. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I preach this to you because I'm preaching this to me. I want my life to be set on a new course. I want my life to be set on a new course with my preaching, with my ministry, with where we're going, what we're doing. I am not here to try to fit in with the newest stuff that's coming along. It says, when Christ who is our life appears, and you will also appear with him in glory. He wasn't concerned about what other people think of him, because a lot of people are concerned about what others think of them. They're either ruled by a fear of man, or they want to be feared by man. They long to be looked up to, respected in the eyes of the world. They want a title. This didn't have a grip on Paul. He didn't boast in titles. He didn't boast in degrees, and he didn't boast in wealth. He boasted in the cross. He boasted in the cross. He lived a crucified life. That was the exchange. The Holy Spirit gave me this, so it must be for you. There's supposed to have been an exchange. Our life should look like the exchange. I'm not who I used to be. I'm different. Mark 8, 34 through 38. I will read it to you. Just write down chapter verse. He lived this out. Whoever desires to come after me. This is Jesus talking. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? 
Jesus said, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words and this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Paul lived that life. He was never ashamed to be identified with Christ. His life was centered in the boast of the cross. Holy Spirit gave me this for somebody in here who's going to get this and this is going to impact your life and this is going to open your eyes to I'm not living an exchanged life. Why does Jesus call us to take up our cross? So that we will go on to live a crucified life in the midst of the world for his sake. Y'all, I'm being very serious now. He gave me this to give to you so that you would begin to really inspect your life and see where it is. So I will come to a close with one of these statements. The world will tolerate a church that conducts its meetings, has its coffee bar, dimmed lights, and pretty music, but a church that boasts only in the cross, that rightly divides the word of God and addresses the sins that are destroying our nation, our families, and people's relationship with the Lord will not be popular but I'm not in this for a popularity contest. I'm in this to do what God has called us to do, called me to do, and that is to bring a challenge to you to live a crucified life. And if Paul can do it, you can do it. It's about Christ. It's about the cross. It's about what Jesus did for you. It's about living for him. Cross, Christ, always boasting in him, never being ashamed won't be popular. So I ask you this in closing. Would you commit yourself with me today to live a crucified life? And I ask you this as well in closing. Does your life look like there's been an exchange? That's what I want to pray about today. So let's just bow our heads and pray. Thank you for joining us at Sermons by Brad Tuttle. We pray this sermon blessed you, encouraged you, inspired you, and challenged you in your walk with Christ. Thank you for being with us and come back and visit us anytime. God bless you.